everyone. My name is Michelle, and I'm Rike's best friend. <laughs> and I am Rike, and apparently I'm the blazer type. Ooh, and this is Soul Gazing. The podcast where we talk about our lives, our travels, our interests, and K-pop. K-pop. Yeah, maybe I should explain the blazers. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, my mom was cleaning. My mom was cleaning out her closet, and she has these blazers from the '90s. So they're like actual decent quality. They've survived the decades. They look great, and I tried them on. And not to toot my own horn, but they look so good. Like this, they're just like cut differently. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Than most like you know blazers I've seen or I've tried on. So and they have the shoulder pads and everything, <gasps> and it yes. still doesn't look too bulky. So I was just like, yes. yes. And my mom was like, they look so good on you. What the hell? Because we're very different body types. She's very tall and slim. And I'm very, I'm not very short, but I'm shorter and not slim. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that was a very pleasant surprise. Ooh, you get to be a boss ass lady. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're very long too, because my mom is 5'10", 5'11". Mm-hmm. So tall lady. They cover my bum. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what's up with you, other than that you have a new president? Um, nothing really is new. Ooh, I actually moved, I rearranged my bed. <laughs> That's something. Nice. Because I've been trying to figure out how to, because I've been struck by inspiration, of course. So I've been trying to figure out how to um, move my keyboard back into my room. Mm-hmm. My um, piano keyboard, not my yeah. oh. typing keyboard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I figured, but then. Yeah, but... I don't know. I can't really find a place to put it. I mean, I move my bed so then I have more space near me, but we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck with it. Yeah, your room isn't gigantic, so. Yeah, and the keyboard is, so. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. I'll make it work. That's an unfortunate combination. <laughs> yes. But other than that, we have a lot of K-pop news today, this week. We do. God. First of all, Epic High is here. Yes, they are. And boy, are they here. (laughs) They are here. They're so here. They are so very here. And their title track, Rosario, has featurings by CL and Zico. Mm -hmm. Royalty. That is just iconic. I can't believe they actually did that. Yeah. And it's such a good song, too. Mm -hmm. Such a cool concept. Yeah, I listened to their entire album and it's very solid, very Epic High. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. There are some really, there's some, you know, very different songs, some slower songs that I really like too. And just, because, you know, Tablo's a great songwriter. Are you okay? Are you choking up? Yeah, I'm so, yes, I am. <laughs> Tablo's a great songwriter. No, I was stretching. I'm sorry. Okay. So like the lyrics are always top notch, mm-hmm. which I enjoy a lot. Definitely. And of course, all the other featurings on the album are also oh, yeah. insane. Yeah, Epic High and their featurings are just... They never let you down. Right. And another group that has had a comeback this week is One Us. And I actually, I really enjoy the title song. I think Mm -hmm. it's so fun. Me too. The video's great too. I haven't gotten around to listening to the album yet, but... I listened to it once. I need to listen to it some more times, but there are some pretty good songs on there. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, but the title track, No Diggity. (laughs) (laughs) No Diggity. Yeah. Uh, choices were made. <laughs> <laughs> they sure were. But hey, the song is good, so... Yeah, that's true. And they're really, like, they're exceptional performers. We saw them on Road to Kingdom, too, so... Mm-hmm. Speaking of Road to Kingdom, there was some news that came out this week that Kingdom, the next show that's supposed to come afterwards, is gonna air 
on April 1st. Yes. Which I feel like that has to be a joke, right? Exactly. Well, like the desperate girl that Mnet is, they're just throwing themselves at all the artists right now, trying to secure more bands <laughs> for the show. Yep. I mean, it was supposed to air like in the beginning of the year, which yes. is not happening, so... No. <laughs> Just not. They also secured TVXQ as the MCs, like the hosts. So, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, that means at least that the show is not going to be canceled. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not over my initial shock of being like, why would they have five MCs? And then I remembered it's not 2008 anymore. So, yeah. And then you went in your corner and cried. I did. I did cry bitterly mm-hmm. for at least a minute and a half. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> yeah, and there was some. There were some other rumors going around, like who was joining, who was potentially mm-hmm. going to join. And yeah. Icon was, I guess, in talks of joining Kingdom. That's interesting. Yeah. A YG group. Who would have thunk? Yeah. But yeah. And then I saw some more news that apparently Monster X and B2B like refused. <laughs> yeah. I saw that too, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, they're all going to say it's scheduling conflicts, but. At the same time, it's like, what are they going to do on the show? Yeah, it's just, they're like, we're too old for this. We're too old for this. And also, like, B2B's not even complete right now. Like, aside from the whole scandal thing mm-hmm. going on, they're not complete. So why would they compete in this with four people? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, hopefully all this news happening means that we're actually going to get Kingdom on April 1st. That would be pretty cool, yeah. But if it does come to April 1st and they're like, just kidding, April Fools, then just <laughs> oh, know that we <laughs> were expecting this. They set up a great out for themselves right there. I know, right? But yeah, in other news, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> More news. More news. Oh, this is very much not really news, but it's still news <laughs> for us. Mm-hmm. NCT Dream. Which is one of NCT's subunits or units, I guess. Had their rooftop fight. <laughs> they did. They had their roof- rooftop fight. Which I guess w- is confusing for people who don't know about it. <laughs> but so basically, um, their magne or their youngest member of the group, they said that once he turns into a- an adult, they're all going to wear suits and go up into the rooftop and fight <laughs> each other. But why? <laughs> I mean, to look cool, I guess. Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> no, it that didn't. That didn't work out the way they planned. But yeah, that was... Yeah, I just remember, like, I kept seeing, like, posters and stuff popping up and was like, oh, rooftop, like, MCT Dream, rooftop fight. And I was just like, are they really going to do that? But they, they actually did that. Yep. They did it. They really did it. And of course, their magnet was on top, so... <laughs> yep. Spo- spoilers to someone. Yeah. This completely staged, pathetic <laughs> fight. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like if any if a fight broke out between all of them, that would not be how it looks. <laughs> yeah. No props allowed, but it <laughs> yeah. would be hilarious. Exactly. But yeah, and it kind of segued into a, what's what seems to be a series of just them celebrating Tsung's newfound adulthood, <laughs> I guess. Yes, with champagne and everything. Exactly. He took one sip of champagne and was like, gross. Yep. So, off to a good start. You're gonna love adulthood. Yep, welcome. <laughs> welcome to adulthood. We're still struggling. <laughs> and we always will. Mm-hmm. Speaking of struggling, <laughs> as if that's a good transition, but we were thinking of doing a little 
I guess, segment, a new segment on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Because I'm struggling <laughs> with Korean. <laughs> it's okay. We all are. And maybe you are too, and we can help you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're going to start doing a weekly word or phrase in Korean, and we'll teach you what it is, what it means, and give you, I guess, a example sentence mm-hmm. using it. Yes. And we're still figuring out how it's going to work, but hopefully um, it'll be fun for both of us and for you guys. <laughs> for everyone involved. Yes. yes. And hopefully I learned something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we'll also be, um, we'll be posting the graphics to go along with this so you actually can see the word and all the sentences and everything on our Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. At soulgazing and at soulgazers. Yes. Respectively. And to start us off, this week's word or phrase is 세계 정복. So that means world domination. <laughs> yes. A very fitting and humble start. Yes, exactly. So 세계 means world, of course. And then 정복 means to conquer, kind of. It's conquer, domination, same mm-hmm. thing, same difference <laughs> as the kids say. Nice. <laughs> and the example sentence... <laughs> That we have for you this week is the boys 세계 정복, which <laughs> the boys world domination. Yes, inspired by um, none other than the boys themselves. Mm-hmm. And that is actually a quote from Kevin. <laughs> yes. Yes. So 세계 정복, world domination. That is the kind of energy we're going into <laughs> 2021 with. Oh, yes. All right, for this week's topic, we thought we would tell each other, not read each other, because that would take decidedly too much time, Mm -hmm. but we will tell each other and you stories, um, folklore stories from our countries or our cultural backgrounds. I'm not quite sure what Michelle went for because it was a secret. I mean, they're one and the same for me. (laughs) Exactly. So I, um, for me, it was easy. I am German born and bred. So I picked some German folklore tales to tell you today. Yay. And we each picked, um, yay, we each picked three. Yeah. And I picked, um, of course, because I'm Korean and Chinese. So I have a mix Mm -hmm. of both of them. Nice. But yes, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, my first one is fairly short, fairly brief, because it's um, a legend and not one that has apparently been recorded a lot. Ooh. But it's about the um, last werewolf that was killed in Germany, <gasps> according to legend, the Moorbach monster. Moorbach monster. Oh, Yes. So apparently um, there was a deserter from Napoleon's army whose name was Thomas, well, maybe I should go for the German pronunciation, <laughs> yeah. Thomas Johannes Baptist Schweitzer, Schweitzer, Schweitzer. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, as I said, he was a deserter and a veteran of the disaster at Moscow. And he was fleeing um, back to his homeland from the battlefield. And with him were a group of Russians who were also deserters. And while passing by the village of Wittlich, um, they were hungry, so they um, robbed a farmhouse, you know, mm-hmm. as, as you, you do. do. <laughs> as you do. So in the midst of the scavenging, they were discovered by the farmer who owned um, the farmhouse, and he, they killed him with his three sons. So when the farmer's wife saw them and saw what they had done, um, she cursed them, 
saying, from now on at each full moon, you will change into a rabid wolf, oh. also known as um, werewolf. So um, so the farmer's wife was just a witch then? Uh, apparently. I mean, who in Germany wasn't <laughs> at that point? <laughs> Fair. Um, so, you know, he, like Schweitzer, obviously kills her too, but the curse still worked. And um, the changes apparently started coming over him gradually, and eventually he did turn into a werewolf. Um, so, you know, his um, other deserter friends desert him, the irony. <laughs> Wow. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and this this is kind of uh, rough, but, um, you know, werewolf Schweitzer or, you know, human Schweitzer sees a, um, she's, he's just roaming the area, basically, and he sees a um, beautiful girl and he assaults her sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, but shortly after that, he was um, co- uh, murdered by a mob, <laughs> finally. <laughs> However, um, the the girl was pregnant, and the son born to her was named Martin. And to this day, the it this is from my notes. To this day, the descendants of this bastard child are a respected family in the vicinity of Mobile. <laughs> what? And no sign. Yes, and no sign of the curse of the infamous ancestor Thomas Johannes Baptist Schweitzer. That was until 1988. So we are now about. 33 years ago only and um now where all of that happened there's a u.s army base apparently and um mm. some soldiers were out after the automatic sirens went off and they they spotted a wolf or like a wolf-like creature standing on its hind legs <gasps> um yeah and it um gazed at the soldiers and then <laughs> and then flipped them off and, ran- and then flipped them off and ran away as people did in 1988. Yeah. The thing behind this though was that um when they killed the original werewolf the Schweitzer, they set up a candle where he died and said that as long as this candle is burning, the werewolf will not return. So on this night in 1988, the candle had actually gone out and that's when they spotted the werewolf. How big was the candle? <laughs> Yeah, it was, um, <laughs> you know, German craftsmanship. I don't know. <laughs> oh my God, it's just an everlasting candle. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, apparently not because it died in 1988. Yeah. Anyway, um, so a police dog was brought to track the beast. But um, upon arriving at the spot where the werewolf was seen, the canine trembled and howled, refusing to go further. Aww. So what they did was that relit, they relit the candle and that's that. Oh, they're just like, we're not dealing with this mojo. <laughs> Exactly. So they actually, yes, so they, you know, lit the candle again and it's been lit ever since apparently and the creature hasn't been seen since. Ooh, can you actually visit that place? Is it like some kind of tourist area? I mean, probably. I can look, I'll look it up later. Honestly, like all of the places that I am going to talk about are um, places that you can visit and, you know have visual representations of those legends there. So we should do that. Mm, interesting. Yeah. But yeah, that was the last werewolf killed in Germany. Or not. Or not. <laughs> or not. Yeah. <laughs> or has it. I feel like my, um, I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but mine are less, mm-hmm. I don't want to say less real. <laughs> well, yeah, it's less real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot more fantastical. Yeah. Because that's scary with the whole... Um, like the U.S. art base people, they found yes. the wolf. Like that's creepy. Yeah, and I found a um, like an an email from someone who actually served at the base 
from the like late 90s, I think it was from 1997, where he said that even though he hadn't been there in 1988, apparently that's like a really persistent story. Like, Ooh. you know, you you hear legends everywhere, but this like 1988 incident is like everyone oh. knows about it. And everyone thinks it's true. Wow. I mean, yeah, you would think like, why would um, people in the army even lie about that? Exactly. Like, what a weird story to make up. Mm -hmm. And also, like, we have wolves in Germany. It's actually, they're quite a problem where I used to live because they yeah. um, go for the sheep. Oh, it's a lot of sheep too. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. So it was, I mean, it was probably a wolf just like happening to stand up or something. <laughs> that just happened to <laughs> Hand up on its hind just legs. like trying to trying to climb a tree i don't know if there even was something but yeah. you know it's not it is very possible that they did see a wolf but was it a werewolf or not that is the question we'll never know <gasps> let's go and blow out the candle oh yes. god and then we die and then you just hear a wolf howl <laughs> in the distance and then we relight the candle and go home <laughs> yeah. and pretend nothing happened sounds good let's do it you know Honestly, we have about the same amount of courage as NCT Dream and during their <laughs> rooftop fight. True. That is very true. <laughs> Which is none. If you haven't seen it, it's none. <laughs> they yeah. have no courage. <laughs> but yes. Okay. Well, the first story I have, it's originated as a Chinese story, but then there's um, renditions of it in Korea and Japan and a bunch of other cultures. Mm-hmm. And that is the story of the moon rabbit. Oh, I remember that. And let me just go through all the languages right now. It's Tartoki in Korean, mm -hmm. which is literally moon rabbit. Mm. Moon rabbit, yes. And in Mandarin, it's Yuetu, which also is moon rabbit. Mm -hmm. And then in Cantonese, it's Yutou, which... <laughs> let me guess. Is it moon rabbit? Yes. It sometimes is also um, translated into Jade Rabbit, which oh. I'll explain that in a little bit. Okay. So the legend of the moon rabbit. So the Jade Emperor, which is supposed to be like the first god that existed, um, mm -hmm. he wanted help preparing the elixir of life for the immortals. But then he feared that the humans would be too selfish and untrustworthy for the role. <laughs> Whatever gave him that idea. <laughs> exactly. So he decided that he was going to choose an animal instead. So he disguised himself as a starving beggar and then went into the world and asked for food from the animals. Uh-huh. And those animals, there are different um, versions of this, but the most known one is that the animals were a monkey, a fox, and a rabbit. Mm -hmm. So then the animals went and gathered some food for the beggar. So the monkey gathered fruit, fox caught fish, but then the rabbit could only find grass, which is sad. Oh, but it likes grass. <laughs> but grass can't feed a human, so instead of giving... Um, Not with that attitude, it can. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. You want to eat some grass? Do I want to? No. Would I if I had to? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Have I done it? Also, yes, I have. I've tried it. Um, <laughs> is that a story for another day? It's a story for another day. Please proceed. Yes. But, okay, the rabbit, knowing that the grass wouldn't be enough to feed the human, the rabbit decided to offer its own body. So <gasps> it sacrificed itself and threw itself in the fire that the man built. 
metal. <laughs> I know, right? But the rabbit didn't get burned. Oh. And then the old man revealed himself as the Jade Emperor, and he was touched by the rabbit's sacrifice. Oh. So he chose it to be the one to create the elixir of life. So he sent it to the moon to become immortal. Oh. And that's why when you look at the moon, you'll see the shape of the rabbit. And it's like pounding on a pestle, and that's him making the elixir mm-hmm. of life. Oh, that is so cute. Yeah. And in the Korean and other versions, they're pounding like rice cakes. Is rice cake the are rice cakes the elixir of life? No, um, unfortunately, or else I would just live forever. I was gonna say, should I just eat more rice cakes regardless? Well, that's always a yes. Rice cakes yes, forever. That's true. Oh, delicious. Yes. But yes, the moral of that story is: great virtue and selflessness earns great reward. Yeah. So throw yourself in the fire for your friends. I was gonna say, <laughs> as as the descendant of what was probably a German witch, I cannot condone. That. <laughs> I cannot like the idea of throwing myself into the fire when there's other people who can do it for me. And that is why this is an interesting topic <laughs> with different exactly. cultures. Cultural exchange, guys. Cultural exchange. Yes. No, but that's yeah. I feel like those virtues are very um, universal in. Uh, legends or stories to folk tales that are not you know yeah. terrible all of them thankfully mm-hmm. but you know virtues virtues like you know take care of your neighbor or take care of you know poor people take care yeah. of treat- you know just everyone around you treat yep. pe- yeah treat people well be kind be yeah, that is know, selfless the golden rule it's a good lesson to learn and even better when it's taught by a rabbit oh <laughs> All right, my next tale is one that I was not aware of um, before I looked up German folk tales, because, you know, um, we grew up with the grim stories, the grim fairy tales that a lot of people are familiar with. But this one is um, from the Hartz Mountains, which are actually pretty close of like, um, like my university where I went to undergrad was in the Hartz Mountains. <gasps> So that one, that one was like pretty cool to me. I was like, yeah, <laughs> local stuff. It's your hometown one. Yes, and the Hearts Mountains are also famous for witches, actually. So, wow. oh, I mean, technically, probably what people say is that um, it was just it used to be pagans living there, and then the the Christians came and were like, no, you cannot do that. And they were like, watch us. <laughs> So there's um every year there's a you know a Walpurgisnacht so it's like a night where the witches come together and dance and start a fire uh, yes. and sing and um the there's a the witches dance floor is what it's called <laughs> and this one actually yeah this one actually it's a place in the mountains it's not an actual dance floor okay. exactly but this is actually part of where this takes place ooh so now that we know about the witches let me tell you about um the Princess Brunhilde. Oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Princess Brunhilde. I've heard that name. And really? And her escape from the giant Bodo. <laughs> the giant what? Bodo. Bodo's a name. But Brunhilde, actually like Brunhilde and variations of that, like Brunhilde are actual German names. They're a little old, but, yeah. you know, old fashioned. Um. Anyway, so Brunhilde was actually um the daughter of the king of Bohemia. And she was, you know, said to be married off because what else are women good for? Am I right? <laughs> and um, there was one of the suitors who she actually fell in love with. And he was the son of the king of the hearts. 
Which is the area where the Hearts Mountains are. Oh, I thought it was like Queen of Hearts, <laughs> like Alice no, in Wonderland. No, it's um, H-A-R-Z, Hearts. Oh. Yeah, it does sound like Hearts. Oh, no, he, he wasn't the King of Hearts. He was the prince of the area that mm-hmm. is called Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they fell in love and he returned home to make arrangements for the wedding. But um, while he was gone, a giant from Northern um, Europe, so apparently, you know, Northern European giants are a thing, yeah. obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and they were invincible, and when they appeared, all yielded with terror to their might. So because the princess's father has uh, no balls, <laughs> he um, agrees <laughs> He agrees to marry the princess off to Bodo the Giant. Oh, God. And she, you know, she begged her dad to not do that. <laughs> as you would. Exactly, as one would. And But he was like, well, they're going to destroy our kingdom if you don't marry him. So guess what? You're going to marry him. So she actually seemed to, you know, succ- surrender to her fate and went um, on with the preparations. But on the day before, or the night before the wedding, she like all, you know, dressed up in white the night before the wedding for some reason. Um, she snuck out when the giant was drunk and stole one of his gigantic uh, war horses. Oh, yeah, a white horse. So she just, you know, takes off on the steed and, you know, he chases after her, but she makes it to the Hearts Mountains where her lover mm-hmm. is. Who, by the way, did not come to rescue her from the giant. So wow. <laughs> he's just like, you do the work. Exactly. Anyway, she went there and um, they came to uh, to the edge of an abyss. So like a chasm kind of mm-hmm. thing. And um, she's just like you know, pedal to the metal, just (laughs) keeps going. And her horse makes it across the abyss to the other side. Oh my God. And then Bodo just goes down there and, you know, and dies. So now there's a hoof print. There actually is a hoof print or it looks like a hoof print in one of the rocks up there where she, where the horse basically took off to jump. Ooh, my God. Yes. And that's yeah. I, there's pictures here. You can actually see it, and it does look like a like a hoof. Mm-hmm. And so the area or that mountain is now called Rostrappe, which means horse trap. Trappen trappen is like it's like how horses trot trot. Yeah, thank you. That. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like not galloping. The other thing. Yeah. So like uh, horse trot basically. Mm-hmm. And then the the valley that the giant fell into is called Bode Valley. So. Oh. There you go. He got something. And also he was transformed into a hellhound and he guards the golden crown that she lost while jumping over the (laughs) chasm. Just casually. (laughs) Yeah, just casually. But yeah. It doesn't actually say what happens to her after that. I can only hope that she made it to her lover and they got married and lived happily ever after. And I choose to believe that that's what did happen. I mean, you would hope so. For once, yeah. The bad thing happened to the, the giant instead. So that's good. My God, what a choice, though. Yeah. Yeah. So many, so much evidence of your stories in the world. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, you could argue probably that the stories were created around those things. But why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you ruin the fun? Exactly. But um, yeah, so basically you can, um, from the Hexen Tanzplatz, the witch's dance floor, you can see the Rostrappe Mountain. Oh, Let's go there and dance. 
<laughs> oh hell yeah yeah we'll bring a broom we'll, t- we'll bring two brooms <laughs> oh my god we're just going to all these weird ass places in the forest yes <laughs> yes i mean which place in the forest is not weird if you think about true. it very true but yes yeah that was my second story nice my next story doesn't take place in a forest but it does in a pond oh how peaceful and it's the story of the green frog or chung keguri. Mm. It chung is it can be translated into both green or blue, mm-hmm. and then keguri of course is frog. Mm-hmm. So it's like um like owl in Japanese, where it used to mean both because there weren't words yeah for it, and then okay. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. the tree frog. It's a green tree frog. So the story goes like this: the little there's a little tree frog, and he would do the opposite of what his mom would tell him to do. (gasps) So it would be the exact opposite. The mom would be like, don't jump into the pond, it's dangerous. But he would jump right into the pond. Okay, so he was a teenage frog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was just very much not listening. Did the exact opposite, like, don't go into the forest. And then he went straight into the forest. (laughs) So this behavior caused the mom frog to be super stressed and she got sick eventually. (gasps) No. <laughs> but even then, the frog, the little frog, would disobey her and not listen to her and do exactly the opposite of what she wanted. Mm-hmm. But then the mom frog knew that she didn't have much time to live. So she told the little frog that when she dies, to bury her by the river because she knew <gasps> that the little frog would do the exact opposite of oh, what okay. she says. Good. And he would probably yeah. like bury her somewhere away from the water. Mm-hmm. So once the mom frog died... Um, the little frog was so overcome with grief that it decided to listen to the last wish of the mother. No. Finally. So he buried her by the river instead of away from the river like she wanted. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, the little frog became so overcome with worry because he thought that the mom's grave would be washed away. So then every time it rains, you can hear the frog crying by the river. Aww. Yeah. And this is why you don't use reverse psychology on your children. Yeah. The moral of that story is listen to your parents. Yeah. I mean, he did in the end. Yeah, but too little too late. Yeah. So yeah, that's why you hear oh. frogs crying out when it rains. Oh my god, that is depressing. <laughs> yeah. I will never be able to forget that. Yep. Great. You mommed <laughs> me with that, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> So yeah, that one I remember a lot from my childhood. I was like, that's so sad. Oh, yeah. Did you, I'm curious, did you ever learn any of them in school? Did you do like fables or something in Um, elementary school? Yeah, but I was already in America at that point. So we only, I only learned about like American fables. Yeah. Because I remember we did that a lot, like, um... In like German class, when I was in elementary school, we would read fables and be like, so what is the moral of this story? And I just remember so many of them. God. I'm not gonna... <laughs> but that was that's a real thing in Germany. All those, you know, those stories with a lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they're a thing everywhere, but... Exactly. I just remember them so well. So they work, I guess. Yeah. You just gotta scare your kids into behaving. Yeah. I'm gonna remember that. Yes. <laughs> Okay, um, the last one I have is probably the most famous one. It's the Lorelei. Ooh. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of it, but I don't know it, I don't think. Okay, it's a, basically a rock. <laughs> 
It's a rock on the right side of the Rhine River. That's a whole, oh, lot, that's of a whole lot of R's. <laughs> it's a rock at the right side of the Rhine River. Yes. And um, so the natural thing that's happening there is that the um, heavy currents and a small waterfall in the area used to create a murmuring sound. Oh. So, you know, when you when boats go by there, they would hear the shh. Ah, uh, yes. Um, and then the legend of the Lorelei itself actually is basically a compound legend. It started with a, um, a ballad by Clemens Brentano called Zu Bacharach am Rheine. Oh my I do God. not have to remember that. I will not quiz you on that. <laughs> oh my God. And it talks about this woman who was so beautiful and she kept breaking hearts without meaning to really. And um, basically the bishop summons her and is like, why <laughs> and she's like i don't know it's just who i am i was born this way and she was like well please kill me because i don't want to keep doing that i don't want to bring yeah i don't want to bring like um doom on other people and he was like i can't i'm already in love with you so he sent her off to be a nun oh yes that is actually i read the thing this is um a fairly accurate summary oh my god <laughs> but on the way there on at the top of the lorelei mountain um she, her name was, in the ballad, her name is Lorelei. Mm -hmm. She asked the knights who were guarding her whether she could just look down onto the Rhine River one more time because she could um, see the castle of the man that she had loved and who had wronged her, which, you know, caused her to be really sad. And mm -hmm. that's why she couldn't love another man. And then they all got their hearts broken. She was like, I just want to see the castle one more time. Can I please go to the edge of that rock? And they were like, sure. And then she um, jumped down and died. Oh, <laughs> she like purposely? Yeah, purposely. Apparently she committed suicide. And because um, she saw a boat down there and thought her lover was on there. Oh. So she just kind of jumped. Oh my God. And then um, Heinrich Heine, who was a very, fam who was a f very famous um author he um wrote the poem die lorelei the lorelei and basically that story goes based on the first ballad that um there is a lady sitting at the top of the rock brushing her hair and all the boats going by like the sailors get so <laughs> bewitched by her and so um distracted that you know the boats all sink and you know there's yeah boat accidents and crash on the rocks of the because it's not a very wide part of the river mm -hmm. so like the boats kind of you know crash into the rocks and then sink so he turned her into kind of a siren character yeah and um there actually a lot of boat accidents do happen there so like the combination of the murmuring being her just sitting there and singing and brushing her hair and the actual boat accidents kind of you know mm -hmm. um made that legend come to life and uh, the rock obviously is still there the river is still there if you can believe it but there's also a statue of the Lorelei at the top of it and we should go see it yes let's go and then let's not jump off that rock <laughs> let us not jump off the rock no many how no matter how many handsome sailors on boats are down there i know right let's just walk down like regular people exactly but um the name apparently either comes from the rhine dialect for murmuring and the celtic term lay which means rock so it's either murmuring rock or um, also due to all the boat accidents. Um, some people also believe that it was um, that is based on the German word lauern, which means to lurk or to lie in wait. And then lay, which um, is, again, rock. So yeah. it's either murmuring rock or lurking rock because danger lurks there. Both. 
both. But yeah, that's like the song. Of, there's also like an actual song or the Ballad of the Lorelei is very, very famous. The place itself is very famous in Germany. Ooh. So that would be cool too. All these places to visit. Yes, definitely. And all the castles too. Even I haven't been to many of them and I really want to go because I love castles. Probably have so many stories. Yes. So many people <sighs> die. <laughs> exactly. There will be a castle episode. Death and castles. <laughs> yes. And I'll have a palace episode, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god, yes. Or a temple episode. <gasps> yes, both. So what's your last one? My final story. I decided to leave like a lighthearted one for last. I'm glad because I clearly didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. But in Korean culture, a lot of the time, there are lots of stories of just tigers chasing people, trying to eat people. Because that was a very... That does seem very realistic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a very realistic fear back then. Tigers just snatching people up and killing things. So mm -hmm. the story I have is the tiger and the dried persimmon. Oh, interesting combination. Yeah. <laughs> that is horangi wa kotkam. And kotkam is like, oh. it's kind of like flower persimmon, but it's mm -hmm. dried persimmon. Okay. I don't, if you haven't had it, it's kind of like... It's not crunchy dry. It gets dried up and it's kind of like fruit jerky. <laughs> or Oh, I li like uh, like mango. Yeah, like it's like when you dry mangoes. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like that. It gets like super sweet. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's a very um, popular, it was a very popular like sweet treat. So the story goes like this. Of course, the tiger is creeping into a village trying to hunt down a cow mm -hmm. in the vicinity. Poor cow. But at the same time, there's a burglar also attempting to steal a cow from the same household. What? <laughs> that seems... <laughs> that could be the plot of Korean drama. It's like the weirdest love story to ever happen. Oh my god. It's like we're both after this cow. The tiger and the burglar. Yeah. But yes. So while the tiger is creeping up on this cow... He overhears a child crying in the house. And he overhears also the mom telling the child, trying to stop him from crying. Mm -hmm. And the mom says, you better stop crying or else a big scary tiger is going to come and eat you, right? So threatening <laughs> your kids. Yeah. Always of works. Of course. As you do. But of course the kid just continues crying, keeps crying, doesn't care about the threat. And she keeps telling him about all these other scary animals. But no matter what he's threatened with, he won't stop crying. So then the tiger is, of course, like, oh, the ball's on this kid. Like, he's not scared <laughs> of anything. I was going to say, the tiger must be so offended. <laughs> right? But then suddenly the tiger hears the mom go, okay, fine, here's a dried persimmon. Mm -hmm. And then the child instantly stops crying. <gasps> so the tiger is like, wow, scary. this dried persimmon must be the scariest monster in all of this world right yeah if it could stop the kid from crying when he couldn't even stands to reason yeah also i'm sorry that does not sound like a very bright tiger yeah a lot of the time in korean folklore and stuff the tigers are kind of made fun of <laughs> <laughs> so this is one of those cases so hmm. at that moment the burglar mistakes the tiger for a cow and jumps on its back to steal it <laughs> okay i'm sorry i just bashed the tiger this is clearly the real idiot here <laughs> But the tiger thinks that it's the per dried persimmon coming to get him. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry again. It's a tie. <laughs> so the tiger gets really scared and, and thinks he's going to die. So he starts bolting out of the village and running away with the burglar on his back. 
Sure. And that's... Still K-drama material, I'm just saying. (laughs) Exactly. And there are lots of other, um, I guess, endings and versions of this story, but usually it just ends with the tiger running away like a coward. And the moral of the story is persimmons are scary. What? (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. Is that the actual moral? No, Is that the not. actual lesson that, okay, kids were supposed to learn? No. I mean, you don't know because, you know. No, it's not. It's supposed to be just kind of like a funny story, but also people... Okay. Persimmons are scary. Fruit jerky is scary. Fruit, <laughs> Fruit jerky is scary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that's the title. Okay. okay. No. But there is a lot of, I guess if you want to look more deeply into it, persimmons have, they're a symbol for something like good. And then yeah. it was able to get rid of evil, which is the tiger and the burglar. Yeah, Nice. So, yeah. Yeah, persimmons are great. They're delicious. <laughs> but I didn't know that they had like symbolism to them. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I feel like your stories were all so real. And then mine is like, yeah. This animal did this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we obviously have, um, we have uh, stories with animals too, but I do think a lot really sound like they happened like a long time ago. Yeah, they really want to scare your kids. (laughs) They really want to scare your kids. And those weren't necessarily, I mean, the Lorelei, as I said, is very famous, but the other two weren't really stories that you would tell your kids, I think. Hopefully not. (laughs) Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the... Hansel and Gretel and all the other ones. The what's your little name? Oh yeah, Little Red Riding Hood. Mm-hmm. No, those they, are definitely they are. Yeah, we heard those a lot. Mm-hmm. All those Stranger Danger stories. Exactly. Harry Stranger Danger stories. Don't go up to Harry <laughs> strangers. <laughs> Don't go up to Harry Styles or strangers. Don't go up to Harry strangers or Harry Styles. Yes. Alright, so for this week's question corner, we asked you guys, what's an interesting folklore story from your country? And we got some answers. One of them, of course, from Priscilla, our good friend of the podcast. Thank you. And she's actually from Indonesia. So she said, so we have the Indian Ocean by all the southern region of Indonesia, mainly Java. And there's this deity called... I'm going to butcher this name. <laughs> the Rorokidul, which is the queen of the southern sea. And I was told that you shouldn't wear green in certain beaches because it angers her and you'll be dragged into the ocean. The modern explanation, of course, is that green camouflages you if you're in the ocean and it makes it hard for you to be rescued. And the temperament of the Indian Ocean is just rougher. So that's why you can get dragged due to the whirlpools. Mm -hmm. But there are hotels in those areas that would dedicate a special room or story all decked out in green because it's her sacred color. That's interesting. Also very mixed message. (laughs) I know, right? It's like, be afraid, but also, isn't it pretty? Yeah. The green makes sense, though, especially with... Like both like very light green and very dark green, depending on the time of day or how much seaweed there is around you, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that's a very interesting one. Mm-hmm. It also seems to, you know, be the kind of like kind of more similar to your stories where it's more of a fantastical element. Yeah. Caution- cautioning kids of something very real. Exactly. 
It's to get kids' attention. Yeah. So then they listen to you when you actually give them the warning. <laughs> it's like, oh, ocean queen. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, mine is, again, from Germany because, again, I don't talk to people. <laughs> but um, my mom reminded me of the beautiful story of the Pied Piper of Hamelin. Ooh. Who, and I think most people know it, it's the, you know, the rat catcher who comes to the city of um Hamelin, which is actually not that far from where I live. <laughs> and um the people um there hire him to lure their rats away because they have like a rat infestation problem. Mm-hmm. And when they refuse to pay him for his services, he uses the same um flute thing to lure the children away. And what I actually didn't know <laughs> was that um, it's kind of based on real events. Again? <laughs> uh, yeah, which I honestly, I was like, wait, what? Uh, so apparently in like, um, when was it again? So there was a um, stained glass window in the church of Hamelin from around 1300. So the story is older than that. But apparently before that, there was um, this phenomenon where children would just go missing and um would just disappear and so people came up with this pie piper's story where initially it was i think just him luring the children away mm-hmm. and um the somehow the rats got in some other rats got in but apparently what there's like two major theories from what i've got there one was just natural causes children didn't live long so um mm-hmm. you know they died of diseases or starvation and the piper was actually a symbolic figure of death oh like the grim reaper exactly so like the piper you know let them away from life basically mm-hmm. oh. and the other um theory is an immigration theory and i feel like immigration is a very interesting word but um part of it like one part of it is that because of the overpopulation of the area um you know, people were just leaving yeah. the city. But the other part is that children, which is apparently not an uncommon practice, were uh, sold <laughs> to, oh. like, the Baltic region of, of Eastern Europe. Okay. So, like, those children disappeared because they were sold as servants or just, you know, were sold into indentured servitude, basically. And that's why they disappeared. Both very sad. You know, of <laughs> course, we don't know what actually happened. Maybe it was just, like... A guy with a flute running around, but yeah, I thought that was an interesting piece of information that I hadn't known about until today. Even more depressing stories from Germany. Right. Yes. I admit it. We are a depressing people. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we drink so much beer. Makes it all go away. Yes, at least temporarily. Okay, the last one I have is from Melissa. Hi! And she has a Turkish story for us. So... She says, the three letters is what some people say to address a certain kind of ghost. And she wrote it as C-I-N, but I think it's pronounced as Jin or Jean or mm-hmm. something like that. And it's because that if you say those words out loud, they will start listening to you. Oh. So they are supposedly the remainder of the souls of humans. And their oh, attitude okay. depends on if you believe in Allah or not, which, mm-hmm. like you said, I guess most folklore is kind of religiously based yeah yeah so technically they are neither inherently good nor bad and it is also not known what kind of supernatural creature they are exactly but they are often associated with the devil or demons so people don't want to say their name and get their attention is that what alexa is based on alexa 
Yeah, because when, you know, like the Google things, because when you say their name, they start listening. <laughs> that was the first thing I just thought of. I was like, they start listening. Wow. Like, yeah, for me, I thought of Bloody Mary <laughs> because like the yes, three letters too. and then you say her yeah. name three times. Three times and she appears. But yes, if you guys would like to join in on the conversations for the following weeks, make sure to follow us on Twitter and that's at SoulGazers. And we will be posting all of our questions on there. So make sure to give us your opinion. Yes, and you can also follow us on Instagram at SoulGazing where we will post information about the episodes, our uh, Korean phrase of the week, and other fun tidbits from our lives. And if you like this podcast, please make sure to give us a nice rating on iTunes and leave a nice review if you can because it will really help us out. Yes. And honestly, if you know of anyone, any of your friends who might be interested in the podcast just word of mouth is a great way to spread the joy yes spread the love <laughs> spread spread the love it's 2021 let's spread the love yes and uh yes well you're out there spreading your love <laughs> that sounds weird we'll see you next week goodbye bye bye <laughs>